Welcome back, friends. It's another episode of Magnificence Lab. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with our host, Sue Paulson. Hi, Sue. Happy Tuesday. Chris, wow. Here we are, last day of January. Can you believe it? Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> not really. That's, time is uh, a weird thing. Time is a paradox. I, I'd hardly put my uh, New Year's Eve uh, sparklers <laughs> away here. And now we're at the end, end yes. of January. Uh, yeah. Yes. Life Got it. Up. Yeah. Yes, phases. I mean, you know, seasons, seasons of, of, of life, and uh, it's a good segue to um, phases of life. I don't know what, you, what would you call that. Well, you know how how maybe we haven't kept up with what's really going on in the way we define it. I mean, when I was growing up, it used to be that well, retirement age was set at. Well, most people wouldn't even live to retirement age because they work so darn hard all their lives that right. in 65, they're going, oh, yeah, I really deserve a rest now. But a lot of them never made it that far. So there was this arbitrary, oh, well, this is when you you sort of cease being a contributing member of society and then you get to just rest on your laurels and, and carry on. And, well, of course, our lifespan has increased so dramatically lately that I think it's quite possible for most people to say, well, 90 mm. is a is a worthy goal to shoot for. Well, what what could happen in my life if I had 90 years? So, yeah. so if we look at segmenting them into the first phase of life is one to 30 and then 30 to 60 and then 60 to 90. Right. Well, what can happen in all of that? And certainly I remember in that first 30 years, I had just a ton of energy and I had ideas and I didn't know that much, but, <laughs> but I was really keen to find out like, what's life all about? Where am I going? How am I going to get there? Did and, you know you didn't know that much? <laughs> oh no, I'm, I was sure I knew. Everything <laughs> I, knew. I think in my twenties, I think I knew it all, but <laughs> yeah, I did too. Oh yeah. I was, I was super confident and I probably annoyed lots of people because I just tell them like it was. And, and of course it was, that wasn't that way for them. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I relate anyway, to that. But I gradually I realized that, well, I'm at, at, at the stage of life now where, where I probably have more questions and answers, which is very fun. You know, mm, yeah, to, that is fun. Yeah. I love that. To work with that. But I think in that first, we're so focused in that first phase of life in really putting ourselves out there and finding our own identity and who am I really beyond um, a, a kid and a student and uh, all of that. And and we start sorting out, well, what is important to me? What do I like? What's uh, What do I want to do? And, and it seemed to me it, there were times when I frittered away a lot of that time because I just wanted to have fun, quite frankly. <laughs> and so, and there's nothing wrong with that because... Yeah. After after 12 years of school, who doesn't want to go out and have a little fun? <laughs> right, yes. So then yeah. at some point, you know, and, and, and people are starting families into their, you know, late 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. And then in that second phase, as as they get maybe two-thirds of the way through that second phase, they're, they're hitting 40 and up to 60. Mm -hmm. That's when sometimes life can offer us some rare challenges and adversities, traumas, events that that kind of will will cause us to rethink. Well, what what is life all about? What what is my life all about? Where you know how do I want to move forward from here? And of course, 
anybody who's been working in a contributing to life kind of arena where they've they they just get such value out of being who they are and 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 sharing that with those who who want a leg up or or are struggling then it it becomes vital to them they say okay now what and i know for me i started contributing in my 20s to other people's well-being and my zest for that my desire for that only increased when I hit 40, I did it in a different way. You know, it, it, there's always that shifting and morphing as I as I actually learned more and felt yeah. I knew more. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so now I look at it and, and, well, Sue, how come, are you still working? And I'm, yeah, <laughs> well, why are you still working? <laughs> well, I like I'm to not eat. Not done yet. <laughs> and more importantly than that, I'm not done. Like there's a whole world out there that that I have not yet explored and 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 helped other people to explore. So so I'm I'm teasingly suggesting that when I hit 95, then maybe I'll retire for 10 years and and you know think about cashing in my chips at that yeah. point. It's interesting. So, I mean, I just think if you frame this inside the conversation of magnificence, there's magnificence never retires, you know. No. It just shifts. It might shift on what, depending on what phase of life, if you're in your first phase, second phase, third phase, you know, like what magnificence looks like to you, what's attractive to you, what you desire might shift. Yes. But magnificence doesn't retire. And I think for those that have been attracted to this conversation of magnificence, you know, I think you and I have had multiple conversations about really wanting to have these kinds of magnificent conversations with people who want to pay it forward, regardless of what season of life, first, third, second, third, 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 you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I not that long ago took a, a workshop from a woman who was in her eight. She's in her eighties right now. Yeah. And, and I had, I had never heard of her. And, and then I, I read her profile and her history and I'm going, Oh, we, she's been doing this work since she was in her twenties. And, and it was fascinating to me to, to learn from someone who not only had put all the pieces together in, in how life worked for her, Mm. but could, could visibly demonstrate that to others so that we would be the beneficiaries of that. And I thought, okay, that, so she's, yeah kind of a shirt tail mentor of mine, like, like I love what she's doing and and I am keen to follow in her footsteps and, and who knows how far she'll go with it, even at this stage of life. So, yeah, yeah. There, um, there was a, um, one of the words we used, um, before hitting record was intention, you know, in addition to a desire, there's intention. And, you know, I think, um, there are, uh, what was the, there was some statistic I saw where it's like your most productive years are like 60 to 70 and your next most productive years are 70 to 80 or something like that. You know, it's like to, to the idea of retirement, I think for those of us interested in magnificence, in the traditional sense of retirement, right? Like I'm yeah. going to retire, I'm going to be on a boat and golf. And I mean, it's not like we don't want to golf, but the, the idea that there is a body of work like this person yeah. that this mentor who has been doing this since the twenties, that if if each of us started to look at all the things we've been doing, like I think you get to that last third, sixty to ninety, and you have some real wisdom that you get to start 
connecting dots and shaping things to really look like a body of work over the course of a lifetime. I really love that thought, you know. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I find it quite fascinating to to pull in the aspects of of energy and time into that. Because let's face it, we got we got tons of energy when we're up to 30 and yeah. and still not too much, but then I noticed that I was flagging a little bit at 40, 50. I didn't have near 60. Oh my goodness. I I thought, all right, I don't have the fire in the belly of that 50-year-old over there. <laughs> However, hmm. what I did find was because my responsibilities, my my uh, child was grown and and so I had more time to focus on and you know, and I was more stable from a, from a financial perspective and so I had more time and more stability to turn my attention to things that really that began to matter more to me. And and yes, I might not move as quickly as a 25 year old. But, you know, when you you convince some of those those younger ones to come along with you, well, they can do fast stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that partnering, you know, and that and that pulling them up because there's an attraction at at this at my age and stage from from younger ones who say wow I want some of that like they they don't believe I'm the age I am because because they see that I'm alive and I'm I'm questing and I'm doing things and and so I think for lots of us there's such a uh, a magic I mean we we surrender that that fire in the belly for wisdom we surrender that that um youthful exuberance for for precious time to uh, be absorbed in creation and then the production of what we create and then and then spending time with others who say can you help me get there i i I'm really i really need what you have or or what you're interested in so for each for each person who is interested in the conversation of magnificence or heaven on earth, um, which I miss, that's who we're assuming is listening to something like this. That's what the lab is for. Um, you know, that each of us has our own vision of what magnificence would look like. What, what does heaven on earth look like to you? And to be able to have, I think to have a vision like that, first of all, is really um, instructive. Because yes. you can actually do something with it. Magnificence as some general universal concept doesn't – it's nice to think about, but it doesn't – there's no nothing to do with it. You can't shape it or move it anywhere. But when you start to think, I think what would be magnificent um, and, and the way I would want to uh, play with magnificence in this phase of my life is blank. Now you've got something that you could really put some intention into and surrender to and and shape, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So it's it's finding that container, I guess, or that vehicle yeah. that 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 you can easily move from wherever you are to that that desirable. This is where I want to be, yeah. uh, and then of course that keeps expanding too. So that's pretty cool. I definitely feel like in my twenties and thirties, I tried a lot of things and it was a lot of hustle and grind to try to find a thing that fit me. And so it was a lot of failing forward because it was like, nope, not this. Nope, not this. Thought it was that. Wasn't that. <laughs> it was like, yeah. 
job after job, you know, the different things you try on. And then, and then finally, uh, you know, I'm 47 now. So getting into my thirties, forties, um, it's taken me a while to kind of feel like I've set my life in a direction. Like, okay. I feel like at 47, I could say what my life's work is, yeah. which feels like an accomplishment. Cause I, I feel like I was asking some, some questions early on that led me to this realization at 47. Yeah. But regardless of the phase or the age you're in, there's something really um, clarifying, something very stirs up confidence for me when, when there is a, a direction. Oh, yes. Like, this is what I want my life to be for. This is my life's work. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. It feels really good. It feels magnificent. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I can recall a, a woman that I met years ago who started off as a client. We became friends. And, and every now and again, I would say something that she'd go, whoa. And, and she said, oh, so you're always my catalyst. Well, there was a point in her life where she got fired from a position that she didn't like anyway. And, and she all of a sudden, things happened in her life where it just felt like she was totally adrift. And I I grabbed a book off my shelf and went over to console her and offer whatever I could. And I gave her this book and it was called Even Eagles Need a Push. Hmm. And, and it was all about purpose. Hmm. Well, she read that book. She devoured that book in 24 hours and, and worked through the exercises that were in there. And, and she phoned me early the next morning and said, Sue, I have my purpose. I have my purpose. Well, wow. it was it was really heartwarming for me that I thought, okay, well, obviously I followed my intuitive hit to take that book and give it to her. And it was just exactly the right thing at the right time. Mm-hmm. And since, since then, from, from then till now, she has impacted positively the lives of hundreds of people because she started working with school principals and schools and helping them with their communication strategies and so on. And, and it just, it made a huge difference in a whole bunch of people's lives. And I thought, wow. Um, And, and interestingly enough, she'd been a real estate agent at one point Uh, at her own agency. And so, (laughs) so, so she went right from there into, to mentoring and coaching and, and so on. And, That was cool. You know, you I like something that should be a part of the Magnificence Lab. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Sounds like a Magnificence mentor. <laughs> that's great. Prime candidate. That. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think for those listening, whether, you know, someone listening to this could say, yeah, I feel like I found my purpose um, recently or years ago. Or they might say, you know, I haven't found that yet. Now that I'm in this next phase of life, like I, I had a purpose in the last couple of phases, but in this next phase, I don't know what that is. And I think both are great candidates for um, what we, the kind of conversations we tackle in Magnificence Lab, you know, like oh, yes. whether you feel like you've defined it or you haven't, either way, the conversations in the Magnificence Lab point to you know, and draw out the next piece of your vision for heaven on earth, your, the next piece of envision for what you think is magnificent or your purpose. And that's oh. never cooked, you know, magnificent uh, purpose is never fully baked. It's like, no. it's organic and, and evolves. So, 
Yes. Well, and I think of the the work you and I have done in creating the Magnificence Lab over the last however many months it's been. Yeah. It, the the per it was pretty fuzzy to start with, and and the yeah. clarity has come, and the clarity has come. The more we yeah. we talked about and experimented in the lab and tried things out, the the clearer we are now on on this road, and uh, it mm -hmm. feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love that. That's just taking time, you know, yeah. <clears throat> um, actually, you know, I'm looking at my notes right now. My first dated notes around this collaboration was January 31st, 2023. <laughs> it was a year ago tomorrow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So I, I wondered, you know, I was thinking, I think we started this in January, but I couldn't yeah. exactly remember. So thank you. I'm yeah. glad you read your notes. <laughs> yeah. I wondered, I think it's been a year. Well, yep, pretty much. I think that's, the day. you know, I mean, I think that's kind of the the thing is magnificent. Like when you really get set on um, being creative with your purpose and cre creating your purpose, like, yeah, there's some, it takes some time and oh, it sure. helps. If it takes time, it helps to do it in the presence of others because on your own, it just can, I mean, I don't know, Sue's not to put you on the spot, but in the last 12 months for you to do this magnificence lab on your own, you know, like, are there times where you think maybe I just wouldn't have shown up or just wouldn't have, you know, <laughs> it would have been so easy to just put it on the back burner or shelve it all together. Oh, that's yet another project that I never followed yeah. through on. Right. And the fact that, well, you know how often I've come to you feeling lower than a snake's belly because of whatever was going on. <laughs> yeah. And and it's then not... and then I get I get my Chris hit, <laughs> and I'm pumped again. Or I or I'm talking to a a, a, a co collaborator, somebody I'd like to collaborate with, yeah. and 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 they give me that inspiration to say, yeah, I'm on the right track. I'm I'm not the only one let's do it let's do it yeah. and and yeah. so so we all need that little little shot of um you know an extra pail of coal or whatever it is to keep yeah. us going. that's <laughs> that's i think that's been one of my big ahas in this season of my life was just i had seasons where i did things alone and now yeah. i'm in a season where i'm like i i don't want to do it alone it's more oh, no. fun with others i get more energy that that would you call it pail of coal i get there's a yes. you know they're just it keeps me in the game. I said it's important to me when, when if I had been doing it alone, I probably would have shelved it and yeah. pursued the next idea. Oh, I'll go try something else. Or I'll try. But I'm like, no, I'm really clear. This is what I want to do. Yeah. But it oh. helps to have others who are in the same kind of quest, same kind of journey. Um, Because it gives you that shot in the arm. It gives you that like energy to keep going. Oh, for sure. For sure. And and to get that validation that that, yeah. yes, you are on the right track and, and keep going, keep going. Don't don't let go of this because it's important. And and we get reminded of that enough. And then then it becomes such a habit that yeah. even if we falter from time to time, then we know who we can go to to. Yeah. OK, give me a little boost here. I'm yeah, right. I, I'm stalled on the track. Yeah, yeah. When I, I when I um, think about uh, it, those sayings about people, you know, people on their deathbed and the the regrets, you know, people having regrets, I, I lately have just felt I could die today and I would have no regrets. 
because I'm in the work. I'm in, I'm doing the stuff I want to do with my life. I'm doing it. I'm not putting it off for another day. I didn't say like, that's a good idea, but I'm not brave enough to take it on. Like I'm really in the work of doing what I want my life to be about. And so there are no regrets in that. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. That's magnificent. That's a, that's a life that is lived magnificently when you're doing the stuff that you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it, I mean, heaven on earth, I don't think gets much better than that. Yeah. I get, yeah. Good point. Good point. As as, uh, conscious creators and, and, and part of the universe. Well, yeah. Yeah. Really good. Well, maybe that's a good place to invite people. Maybe we should invite people to um, check out the Magnificence Lab. If you'd like to be a member, a member of the Magnificence Lab, um, it's application-only membership where we're looking for people who are a good fit. Um, You can go to magnificencelab.org forward slash invite and um, fill out the application there and we'll follow up with next steps. Absolutely. So good. It would be so fun. In fact, magnificent. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) I think it's magnificent. Any final thoughts, Sue, about our conversation today or the Magnificence Lab? Well, it, it's all about what you desire in life. So if you desire this, this wonderful adventure of, of putting yourself forward and, and helping others come along with you, this is this is a happening place to be for sure. Yeah. So good. Love it. Can't wait to meet you all in the lab. Sue, thanks for a great episode and conversation. We'll catch you in the next one. Will do.